Ayo here, style coach, feminine leadership consultant, and the founder of TheSensuousSiren.com, a digital platform for aspiring feminine and high-value women. Welcome to my podcast. In this particular episode, I'm going to be sharing with you how to be a feminine woman and goddess by first connecting to your feminine power. But before I get started, let me share with you three ways that you and I can work together. First way is by scheduling a 30-minute style assessment and confidence coaching session with me. It is true whether you want to believe this or not, but confidence is sexy. A woman who is secure and confident in her femininity, in her womanhood, and that doesn't need validation is a woman to be revered and respected. And men only love what they respect. So confidence is key. In my 30-minute style assessment and confidence coaching session, we will explore where the opportunity is for you to project yourself in a more confident way. Second is my one-hour online style profile review. This is where we look at how you're showing up, what are you wearing, and are you a magnet? for all wonderful, good, and positive things? Or are you showing up in a way that is attracting to you what you don't want? So our goal in this session is to explore where you could show up more feminine and more high value so that you can attract higher value quality relationships. Third way we can work together is through my 90-day program called Style Your Star. And here's where we work together on a consistent basis, on a retainer basis. We set really clear goals and I work with you as your accountability partner to make sure that you are showing up in a confident, radiant, and powerful way. All right? So those are three ways you and I can work together. <coughs> Excuse me. All right, so let's get right into this. How to be a feminine woman and goddess by connecting to your feminine power. All right, so I have worked as a style coach for the last 10 years. I've been in tons of closets and worked with tons of women. And I will tell you that a lot of women are operating in the American culture with this sort of mid-grade low-grade depression. Women are just not happy. You kind of see this around physically when I scan my environment on a spring summer day. It's beautiful. The weather is warm. It's the breeze is just at the right, you know, flow. Um, The sky is great. The sky is clear. No clouds. And you walk into a restaurant and all the women in there are in black and gray. They just look like they're just working so hard and they're so tired. And When I see this, to me, what this tells me is that you have a lot of women not connected to their feminine 
energy. They're not connected to their feminine power. They're not connected to their goddess power. It's almost like a bunch of people are walking around like zombies. Just totally disconnected from their spirit, their heart, and their soul. And they're just going through the motions and living life and hoping that, you know what, when they die, they'll experience heaven and all will be great. But right now they're going to toil. They're going to toil and work hard on earth. (sighs) This is so unfortunate because it doesn't have to be this way. Um, You can be joyful, happy, feminine, vibrant, loving, colorful, vivacious, and expressing a lot of vitality now, today. And I'm going to share with you how you can begin to do that. The first step to connecting to your feminine power is recognizing that your health is everything. Health is wealth. So if you're not healthy, whatever you're doing is not going to work. Proper breathing, being able to just breathe and take in the air is not only essential to a woman's health, but to her beauty, her femininity, and her personality. Health is the possession of a fine, strong, supple, and responsive body. Dancers are usually great examples of what a healthy woman looks like. If you look at dancers like in like ballets and plays and musicals, they tend to be the ultimate or I would say the epitome <coughs> of a healthy and responsive body. I'm coming down with the cold, you guys, so forgive me. Um, Health is also a nervous system so keen and controlled that it serves as a perfect medium for the transmission of feminine magnetism, which is the very essence of physical and mental vitality. So again, being healthy also controls your nerves. Um, If you're healthy and you breathe properly, you're not going to get so stressed out so quickly and just snap at people and go off at people or have these bad tempers. So breathing is, like I said, it's breathing is life force because if you're not breathing, we all know what's going to happen there. Um, but sadly, many women have built walls around themselves, walls of depression, fear, mistrust, resistance, discouragement, etc., which reflect physically and lowered vitality and lack of feminine power and energy. <coughs> this is exactly what you know I was talking about, how I feel a lot of women walk around. You know, it this is just seems like it's a standard way of being, this mid-grade, low-grade depression. You know, and you would think that in a country that has so much like consistent electricity, consistent flowing water, any food, dessert that you can think of, access to tools and creativity and, you know, organized roads and lights and any food that you can think about. You would think that having access to the abundance of life all around you 
would make you happy. But you see that actually it's the opposite for a lot of people in America. I remember when I was in Africa and I was in Nigeria for six months where we didn't have consistent electricity. We didn't have, um, we had to pump our own water from a borehole. Um, the roads weren't as smooth, lots of potholes, you know, just not the, you know, the, just the easy, comfortable life that you have in America. Yeah. People were happy. They radiated a joy that was just so contagious. So obviously it clearly has nothing to do with who you have, with what you have and everything to do with who you are. So the thing is that what these women don't realize is that behind the walls that they put up and the walls that they're hiding behind, God's love and calling and the great waves of the mighty sea of universal power is what's active and alive. If these women would only give themselves to God and take a chance on breaking down the walls that have confined them for far too long and trust God in themselves to be able to do it, they could fly like beautiful butterflies. So yeah, you got to come out of your cocoon at some point, okay? You can't... um, um, crawl like a caterpillar forever you've got to bust out you've got to bust out you've got to let who you are and your beauty shine through so I'm going to share with you five ways you could begin now to connect to your feminine power you could do what I'm about to share with you right now number one put your trust in God come out out into the glorious sunshine And even out in the great storm, because God is both actually. And realize the strength of your womanhood. The womanhood that God created for you in his perfect design. And in its essence portrays perfection. Look, there's no way you need to be, look. There's nothing you need to have to experience God's love in your life. You are enough. Okay? You're enough. Just the fact that you are breathing. That right there should let you know that you are qualified to live an amazing existence and to have an amazing life. Your first feeling of freedom can be realized physically, okay? So you don't have to take any drastic steps. But the first thing that you need to stop doing is thinking that you're getting old, that your joints are stiff, that you inherited something that limits you. You are your own limitation. Begin to exercise your physical freedom And all the other freedoms are yours for the taking. Hello. Boom, boom, boom. All right. 
take breathing properly very seriously. Physical health and womanhood without proper breathing is a physical impossibility. You and I both know, like I said, what would happen if you stopped breathing. (laughs) There would be no you. This is easy to understand if you remember that one third of the entire volume of blood in your body is always circulating in the lungs. Each corpuscule passes through the lungs 8,000 times in 24 hours. These little soldiers of the blood, quote unquote, come hurrying up, bringing their load of poisonous carbonic acid to be disposed of in the lungs. Then they hurry back to the tissues with their life-giving oxygen that they've taken from the air, forced into the lungs by the breath. When breathing is shallow and the air impure, the little messengers must carry away a part of the poison they brought with them. And not only is the physical system weakened, but these valuable little disease destroyers are themselves starved for lack of proper nourishment and oxygen. Becoming more conscious of your breathing and ensuring deep and full respiration is the quickest and best cure for clearing away toxins, anemia, and nervousness. Why not take a few deep breaths right at this moment? Come on, I'll do it with you, all right? Inhale. Exhale. Let's do it one more time together. Inhale. Exhale. Just you doing that is confirmation that you are special to God. Almost immediately, you'll be rewarded. All right, next, let's talk about the value of fresh air. Air that has been vivified and magnetized through the action of the rays of the sun has proven to be extremely beneficial for a person's health and vitality. It's hard to appreciate, though, the mental attitude and bodily feelings of a woman who keeps themselves shut up in dark, enclosed rooms. Don't confine yourself indoors or only indulge in fresh air to the inside of your body. Your skin also needs to breathe and get sunlight on it to provide much vitamin D. It's unfortunate that the chemical action of the skin as a health preserve is a little understood. I remember when I worked in corporate um, a couple years ago and you know, I had you know your cubicle desk job and I'd be in the office working six, seven hours. And I would step outside oh, just to breathe in the sun and have the sun on my skin. I mean, that was enough to give me an energy boost more than caffeine ever could. Right? Just taking in the sun on my skin and just letting it just basking in it was so revitalizing and I remember I would get on, get home from work and just take off my clothes and sit on the patio and just absorb the sun on my skin 
And from there, I would just feel reinvigorated. Many people who take daily showers and baths from habit don't at all realize all the reasons for the comfort they feel. Much hard work can be saved on the kidneys by keeping your skin in an active, healthy, and clean condition. Since through its millions of sidophoric glands, the skin can eliminate many of the toxic elements that would otherwise pass through the kidneys. Plenty of water and fresh air for the skin are as important as the interior, are as important as for the interior of the body. In the warmer and more milder climates, for some period during the day, even if it's only 10 or 15 minutes, all clothing should be removed and the air and sunlight be allowed free play over your body. This is exactly what I was talking about. You do this every day if you can, especially when it's warm. That right there will have you connected to your feminine power in no time. On occasion when practical, and in any outdoor space that can be protected from prying eyes, partial or entire nudity in full sunlight is ideal ideal and should be followed. The importance of proper ventilation and elimination through the skin is shown in the fact that the entire varnishing of the body, which means covering it all up in like tattoos and petroleum oil, things that don't breathe, is followed invariably by the serious effects, by most serious effects, and sometimes death. Lastly, a feminine goddess like woman cultivates perfection of the mind and spirit. You can do the same by comfortably seating yourself in front of your mirror for a few minutes each day relaxing with deep breathing and mentally going over the pleasant events of the day. You should also be summing up incidents that have been helpful to you during the day, as well as what you've been doing to improve yourself as a feminine and high-value woman. That is my message today, how to be a feminine goddess-like woman by connecting to your feminine power. Health is everything, and the way to connect to your feminine power as a quick recap is by loving yourself, breathing, experiencing the sun on your skin, um, feeling revitalized, drinking water, um, relaxing, not confining yourself indoors, getting much needed vitamin D from the sun, fresh air. All of these things are basically everything that God provides, actually. When you connect with what God provides, the sun, the water, the air, and you just take all of this in, you are reconnecting to the divine feminine within you. So join me for more on Wednesday, December 26th for my online masterclass, Allure of the Feminine, Feminine Power, 
feminine energy and feminine radiance. During this masterclass, I'm going to be doing a deep dive in these three areas so that you can begin to tap into your feminine and goddess-like power and attract more of what you desire in business, in love, and in life. Visit the the shop section of my website, thesensuousiring.com to learn more. And until we meet again, I want you to take care. Bye-bye. feminine transformation leader and the founder of thesensuousiren.com and welcome to this podcast. I am in the bathroom curling my hair July 2nd, 2019. We have a new moon in Cancer today. I'm so excited about the new moon in Cancer today. Cancer is in my third house of communications Um, and that's probably why I'm just now all of a sudden feeling so inspired to do this audio Um, so I'm curling my hair and I was thinking I would like to learn more from me like I have so many thoughts roaming around my head and Sometimes I just want to listen to myself, <laughs> hear my own thoughts, um, just so that I can benefit from what I'm thinking, you know, and if someone else benefits from what I'm thinking, too good for them, but, you know, what's good for the goose is good for the gander, right? Um, if it's good for me, it more than likely would be good for you, so, um, so I'm curling my hair, and I'm so excited because I finally figured out how to use a flat iron to curl my hair. Um, my hairstylist has said to me, your, your curls last so much longer when you use a flat iron to curl your hair versus a regular curling iron or a curling wand. And even the cheapest um, flat iron will get you better results than the most expensive curling iron. So, she's dating my brother. She came over last night and I was like, girl, show me how to curl my hair um, using a flat iron. So, of course I bombed and was totally, she's like, it's all in the wrist, it's all in the wrist. And I'm like, okay. Well, I think I figured it out. If you hear some clapping, that's me, because my fingers, I just burnt my fingers, but that's what happens when you are learning something new. You're gonna fumble a little bit, but with practice, you'll get it, and you'll perfect it. So as I'm curling my hair, I got to thinking, what if, what would happen if I made self-care my nine-to-five, right? Like, what if I made self-care my nine-to-five? You know, a lot of us work these nine-to-five jobs. We get up early in the morning, we shower, we get dressed, um, and we go to work, and we put in these hours 
in exchange for a paycheck. I know I've done it. Um, that's what I was doing up until April of 2018. Last year, I was working for a major global bank. Um, one you've heard of. I won't say it on this podcast, but I was making a six-figure salary. And they were paying me to do something that I really didn't think was all that important in the grand scheme of things. But yeah, I was making a six-figure salary doing it. And I'm like, okay, um, if they're willing to pay six figures for me to do this, what could I really generate for myself if I made my self-care a priority? You know, because um, I, you know, I have a, a horrible tendency of being lazy. Um, probably like a lot of people. I love to sleep. I love my sleep. I love to sleep in. I love a good night's rest. I love a comfy bed. Um, I love all of that. But and sleeping in bed all day doesn't do anything for you. Doesn't do anything for your bottom line. It doesn't do anything for your personal growth. It doesn't do any of that for you. Um, but neither is getting up immediately, taking a really, really quick shower, and just starting work. You know, becoming a workaholic and being work, 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 work is not good for your bottom line either. It may get you short-term results, but what does that do for your overall well-being as a human being and the quality of your life? So both extremes are not good at all. You know, you can't be lazy and laying up in the bed all day doing nothing and not accomplishing nothing and just being and hoping the universe takes care of everything. But you can't just get up in the morning, take a quick shower, put on your clothes and immediately get to work. That's not a sustainable business model either. So I'm curling my hair and I'm like, where would it make sense to really achieve goals? Where, where would it make sense to make goals? And whereas if you achieve those goals, it would have a big impact on your life. And as I'm curling my hair, the answer said self-care. Self-care would be worth spending time on more than anything actually. Everything else, life work, can be icing on the cake. Self-care, you know, making your self-care your actual nine to five job. Um, yeah. 
making self-care your nine-to-five job. I actually like the idea of that, personally. Because you're taking action. But it's action that compounded over time would achieve big results. Not just immediately in the way that you look, but also in your self-esteem, in your confidence, in your ability to be more creative because you feel good about yourself. Um, You'll have better relationships because you wouldn't be afraid to put yourself out there and engage with others. So the benefits of making self-care It does take eight hours, I feel, um, if you applied some time to this every day, to these categories I'm about to share with you, it does take, I believe, eight hours every day to give some aspect of your self-care attention. So let me break these categories down. How you could, you know, make it a nine to five job. You know. Um, so let's talk first about hair. Well, before I even talk about hair, let me tell you what the categories are. Categories are your hair, your skin, um, makeup, ladies. Grooming, clothes, um, fitness, weight, diet, um, clothes, hair, makeup. hair already, you know, then that would be the eighth one. If I haven't, then I'll remember the eighth one as we, as we keep going. 
and close. I'm having something already. So you got eight categories. And actually, you know, speaking of the fact that I have eight categories and we've got eight hours of the day, then each category could kind of cover an hour if you gave it some attention. You know, and I, I guess the better you get at this, maybe over time, the less time you need to put into eight of these categories, which will now allow you to free up some time and put it into some other things. But I believe when you're starting on a self-care journey, it needs to be a nine to five job because you've got to learn some things. Okay, just like I had to learn how to curl my hair with a flat iron. So, let's talk about hair and how hair could represent like hour number one. Not saying you should do your hair in the first hour, but hour number one, hair. So, you know, a couple questions to ask yourself about your hair. Do you like your hair in its present state? Um, do you like the texture? Do you like the density? Do you like the health of your hair? Is your hair healthy? Do you have a good cut? Is it getting proper treatment, protein treatment, deep conditioning treatment, oils? Do you have a hairstylist that helps you to take care of your hair? Um, is the color in your hair rich? Could you use some color? Do you have a good cut? cut frame the shape of your face um are do you have split ends does your hair need a trim do you need to style it curl it smooth it do you need to improve the quality of the products that you use um Could you benefit from some pieces, extensions, wigs, weaves, braids for the summer? Do you want to grow your hair out longer? Do you want a short cut? Um, these are all different questions you should ask yourself as you assess your hair. You are a natural, meaning you have no chemicals, like, you know, like a black American or African woman, like myself. I've been natural since 2001, where I have not had any chemicals in my hair. Ask yourself, is your, the current state of your hair helping you reach your goals? Or do you need to make some changes? You need to learn some new techniques, maybe like how to blow dry your hair better to get a smoother finish. Or maybe you could do a twist out or a protective style so you can grow your hair. These are all the different questions that you can ask yourself simply just about your hair. Um, you know, the Bible says to seek ye, not seek ye first, love the Lord with all of your heart and soul 
And I believe that that phrase really has to do with loving you. And if you're going to love yourself with all of your heart and soul because of God, you are a vessel and God is experiencing life through you. You know, it pays to give certain aspects of yourself some undivided attention. And you know what, ladies, your hair is one of them. I know when my hair looks great, I feel great. I feel wonderful. I feel um, sexier. I feel more feminine. I feel um, pretty, like a lady. I just feel so many wonderful emotions when my hair is how I want it to be. So, ladies, this is hour number one of giving your hair, which is part of your self-care routine, giving your hair some undivided attention. And those are some questions to ask yourself to assess the state of your hair. And if your hair is not where you want it to be, make your hair part of your nine to five job. Make it hour number one. Give it some time, give it some attention, set some goals. What do you want for your hair in the next three months, in the next six months, in the next year? Where do you see your hair a year from now? Do you expect inches? Do you expect, you know, if our hair grows I think one inch or so every month or so, or again, I can't remember the specific number, but if your hair grows by a certain amount, a certain, certain inches every month, and you want to grow your hair out, set some goals and assess those goals as you move forward and track the length of your hair and track your hair progress and your hair growth and commit to getting your hair where you want it to be. And get a team, get someone that can help you to achieve those goals when it comes to your hair. So that's hour number one. Hour number two is skin, your skin. Your skin is so important. You know, your skin outside of your fingers can tell your age. Women who are older, um, and younger women too, but you can tell when you're getting older because your skin is not as radiant and as luminous and as smooth as it used to be when you were younger. Probably have puffy eyes, dark circles, blotchiness, hyperpigmentation, um, These are all the things that could be happening with your skin. You might have uh, eczema, rosacea. Um, so you, have, you could have a lot of things going on with your skin that you personally don't like, personally don't care for, um, and all that jazz. Okay? So what needs to happen is you need to assess your skin just like you assess your hair. So this is hour number two. What's your skin type? Is it dry? Is it 
where you know when you wash your face and if you leave it for a little bit it just starts to tighten up or you have oily skin where when you wash your face if you don't put any moisturizer it just starts to overproduce oil do you have a combination of dry and oily um, on your skin so it's so important to know your skin type not everyone has the same skin and in order for you to know what products to use that would be highly beneficial for your skin then you need to assess your skin type nobody's gonna do this for you well I mean you can pay someone to assess your skin type but you don't have to do that you just need to pay attention to what happens to your skin when you um, when you wash your face. Okay? So your skin is so important. And this is not just the skin on your face, but the skin of your body too. You know, are you using nourishing oils? Do you do a scrub? Do you have a weekly regimen? Do you have a weekly treatment? Do you have... Um, a treatment that you do daily, weekly, monthly. Do you meet with a facialist or an esthetician? Just like you have a hairstylist, an esthetician will also make sure that you are having, you know, you're maintaining proper skin. And an esthetician will help you look young too. I know this woman, she has a porcelain like white skin. But, and she's 43, but yet her skin is freaking amazing. <clears throat> her skin is freaking amazing. And you're like, woman, what are you doing? She says she has been going to an esthetician without fail for the last 20 years. And I'm like, woman, oh my God. That's what I need to do. That's what I'm going to do. So an esthetician help you to maintain radiant looking skin and you know a lot of spas also offer services of like body scrubs you know where they exfoliate your whole body so can you see how you know if you gave your skin um, <clears throat> time it could take a whole hour you know, of your, um, if you really gave a time in terms of using a clear sonic brush, using proper skincare products, doing your masks, serums, oils, um, exfoliating, esthetician, peels, all these things and products that you could use to maintain the health and the radiance of your skin on the outside. We're gonna talk about how you can maintain the radiance and skin on the inside, but you know, the outside, you can help it. You can train your skin, just like you train the muscles in your body um, when you exercise. You can also train your skin as well to be smoother, more radiant, more healthier. And I will devote a podcast 
how you can do this better uh, moving forward, okay? So next is grooming. Let's talk about grooming. Grooming has to do with the details of your um, beauty regimen. And details include your eyebrows, and getting those cleaned up. Removing unwanted facial, unwanted facial hair. Removing unwanted facial hair. Yeah, removing unwanted facial hair. Uh, cleaning out your ears with a Q-tip. Your underarm, shaving your underarms. And some of you might want need to do your legs and other parts of your body. Grooming has to do with your mouth, your teeth, visiting a dentist, flossing, um, having healthy breath. Not healthy breath, but good smelling breath. Whitening your teeth. Uh, your nails, manicures, pedicures. Things like that. Good grooming communicates to others that you are good at paying attention to the details. That's what good grooming is all about. It lets others know that you pay attention to the details. Because if anybody's going to trust you, your grooming that actually lets people know if you're going to take care of them. Because they can see by the way that you take care of yourself. And your grooming is what highlights this. You know? So, this would be hour number three. Now, of course, if you have money, you can down the hour by paying someone to do your nails, by paying someone to do your pedicure and your manicure. You can pay someone to do that, which helps you to cut down the amount of time um, needing to spend on grooming. But it's not necessary. When you start making more money, you can do that. But until then, these are things that you can do by yourself if you invest the time. It's time that will yield good results for you anyway. So it's definitely a worthwhile thing to spend time on. Okay, y'all, try to use this flat iron. Like Shabbat said, it's in the wrist. You're grooming, you could do your own nails and you could do your own pedicure yourself. 
um, you could soak your feet in one of those foot spas. Um, you can rub an exfoliant on your feet, on your foot, on your feet, yeah, on your feet. Um, eyebrows, you can pluck, tweeze your eyebrows to get them, don't over pluck it though, but once you get an initial shape going, which an expert can help you to do, then your job would simply be to maintain it by buying a tweezer man <clears throat> to maintain the shape of your eyebrows and make sure that they look good always. Next um, is facial hair. You know, this can take some time too. Whether it's um, lightening of the facial hairs, if you have any ladies, shaving your underarms, or getting some sort of a treatment, an expert. All that jazz. Okay. All that jazz. Um, <clears throat> also, with grooming, ladies and guys too, but I don't think any guys are listening to this, but if, if you're a guy listening to this, ladies, your, um, your, your yoni area, your feminine area, your womb area, your pubic area, the hairs down there. Um, you might want to give that some attention too by waxing or trimming, shaving. You know, you gotta pay some attention to that as well. You know, too much hair traps odor. If you have too much hair down there, so do what you can to. Um, style to curse but that had me cursing and I didn't care who was there it was so painful just know I'm not doing that again I will trim I will shave um maybe I might try it one more time but my girlfriend was like you got to take pain relievers and drink some take a shot of vodka or something okay <laughs> I don't know if I want to <laughs> be in that state the next time I try to do it. So I probably just won't do it at all. I'll come up fine and I can continue with what I'm doing now. It works. If it grows back, I will shave it. Um, yeah. She said it's in the wrist, y'all. Down there is important to ladies and your mouth, your teeth, 
girlfriend was, my hairstylist had like white teeth. White, white, white teeth. And she says she uses Crest white strips. That's her secret. I'm like, for real? Okay, maybe that does work then. So, but also some other things that work in getting your teeth white. Um, activated charcoal. You get them in pill form at the store, any health food store, break up the capsule. Break up the capsule and um, mix it with your toothpaste and it'll be black. But it's so fine, it's great for whitening teeth. Another thing you can do is mix it with baking soda. Your breath, you have to brush your tongue. You know, like you gotta get all the way back there. Get a tongue scraper. <clears throat> Look at your diet. Look at what you're eating. If your breath is not on point. I can think of so far for grooming. And if I've missed some stuff, there's more podcast content. Anyway, the next thing is makeup. Alright, I'm not gonna go too in depth with this. I think there are lots of YouTube videos available for whatever makeup routine or technique that you need to know. But this section if you're skilled <laughs> and I don't necessarily mean it'll take you an hour to do your makeup it normally takes me 30 minutes to do my makeup and I've been doing my makeup since I was like 16 years old I know what I'm doing even down to false lashes but 
for those of you who don't wear makeup or just starting to wear makeup, you're going to have to devote some real time to learning how to do it, to where it becomes intuitive and second nature. You know, you have to understand your features, your eyes, your nose, your lips. You have to understand what to contour, what to highlight, what to emphasize, what to de you know not emphasize. You have to understand how to use eyeshadows and what lipstick colors will complement your skin tone. And, you know, what blush colors will complement your face and the right tone of foundation and the right tone of facial powder. And you're going to make mistakes starting out. I mean, even with all the years of experience, I've made some mistakes. I remember when I was just first shopping for Fenty, Rihanna's makeup line, I ended up for a whole year using a foundation that was too light for me. And I look back on pictures and I'm like, what in the world, girl, were you thinking? Yeah, what in the world were you thinking? And so now I have a, the right foundation for my complexion and the right concealer and the right eyebrow pencil and the right pencil for my, it's an art. Being able to apply your makeup well is an art that takes time and practice. So can you see why uh, even this section of your self-care could be and take you an hour to get it right? Mm. There's a lot to learn when it comes to makeup. So the learning curve is there. And then you got to learn how to put it on, which is another thing. So it's going to take time. I'm not going to devote all of this too much time into makeup for this section, but daily, once you get the hang of it, expect to give it a good hour. All right. Next is um, clothes. Let's talk about clothes. Your clothes. Oh my gosh, ladies, your clothes are so important. So in 2007, I started my career as an image consultant and I worked with tons of women to get old, outdated, out of style, out of order clothes out of their closet. You know, we like to hold on to things. Oh my God, I bought this for this amount of money. And oh my God, I spent this much on it. And oh my gosh, I spent nothing on it. And it looks like it. Or I was dressing this personality and this personality and this personality and I get in closets and there's all kinds of personalities in the closet. All kinds of personalities. And women just hold on to stuff. Or they have like these um, psychological and emotional issues and it's reflected in their wardrobe. A past where things are so good is reflected in their wardrobe. But here's the truth, ladies. You need to be updating and churning out your closet at least every two years. Every two years you need to be churning out your wardrobe and replacing it with new things because you are growing and evolving as a woman. You're evolving, you're growing. Who you were two years ago, who I was two years ago. What's two years ago? It's 2019 now. 2017 of July, I was working in the bank. I had a roommate. I was renting out of my room. I was just a smaller woman 
energetically than I am now. Now I have my own business, I have my own LLC, my, my website is fully expanded. I've taught like already six or seven master classes, which has, you know, basically added more value to my heart and soul. So I am not the woman I was two years ago. I even looked at the clothes online that I bought two years ago and I was just like, ew, I bought that? Like, ooh, the fabric was cheap. When I washed it one or two times, it was done. It just was skimpy looking, it didn't look quality looking at it now. But looking at it then, it didn't look like that to me. So ladies, we evolve, we grow. So two years max, you should be churning your wardrobe out because you are investing in your personal growth and development. And as you invest in your personal growth and development, the things that looked good to you two years ago won't look good to you now. So you gotta let go. And also there are a couple of things, three major things that I have clients focus on when it comes to their closet. The fit of your clothes is everything. Your clothes must fit like they belong to you. Your clothes should look like they're yours, not that you borrowed them from someone who's bigger than you, or you took them from your kid sister who's smaller than you. Your clothes should look like they were made for you, especially as you evolve into a woman. So buying off the rack isn't a bad idea, but you may need to be prepared to do some alterations to make it yours. Um... That's so the fit is important. Number two, it has to flatter your body type. You know, like when I take my measurements, they'll tell you that I'm a triangle. But if you look at me head on, I don't look like a triangle. My hips are not very wide at all, especially in comparison to my waistline and my shoulders. I probably look more like a an hourglass or a rectangle. But I'll tell you why the measurements say I am a triangle because I got a booty. My butt sticks out. So of course, if my butt sticks out, the measuring tape is going to add more to those numbers than for someone who's flat in the butt but has wider hips. So how I dress my body is so important because I have to be mindful that if I'm emphasizing my hips, I'm probably making my shoulders look smaller and I'm not taking it into consideration my butt. Overall your clothes needs to look like it, they belong to you and the clothes should look like it, it flatters your figure. What will work for a rectangle is not going to work for a triangle shape. So knowing your body and dressing your body accordingly is going to help make shopping so much easier. You're not going to waste money on things that would never work for you anyway because we don't have money to waste. And there's, like I said, this is a section that should take an hour of your time every day because not only is there the learning aspect, the learning curve, but then there's also being able to put a look and style together that is totally you. Jewelry, accessories, shoes, belts, um, mixing and matching, colors. The colors that complement you. It's a lot. And if you don't know this stuff, you have to learn. You're going to have to learn. And once you learn it, 
you can make this part of your life you can you can make it um, a priority it involves some time to learn it to get it to be it to embody it okay I think this podcast is going to take an hour. Just like it's taking me an hour to do my hair. But good thing is I'm almost done. So clothing is... Oh, and the last thing is that you need to be aware and you need to know what image you want to project. And I would say for ladies, what image you want to radiate. Because when you are radiating from within, it will reflect outward. Are you feeling confident? Are you feeling feminine, romantic? Are you feeling professional? Are you feeling um, sporty? How are you feeling? And what clothes can you wear to capture that feeling? What clothes can you wear? What clothes do you have? clothes you need to buy to um, round out your closet. Okay? What clothes do you need to purchase to round out your wardrobe? So you have to think about the image you want to convey. Regardless of how you dress, whether it's for work or for working out, or going on a date, or um, lounging around at home with your boyfriend or husband, your clothes need to have some sort of consistent theme that ties it all together. This what it, this what it means to be unapologetically you, because every part of your wardrobe, although they serve different parts of your life, there is a consistent theme that runs through your closet. Okay? This is what it means to have a signature style. This is what it means to have a personal style. This is what we cover in my 90-day program, Feminine Magnetism. We get clear on what Next thing is diet. Ladies, what you eat is so important. And this is an area of my life that I've been gradually improving over the years. Uh, but your diet is everything. If you've been eating like chips and french fries and white rice and fried fish and fried chicken and um, burgers and things like that, are doing yourself a disservice not only for your 
for your overall mental and emotional state. You know, ideally, you want to eat more raw food and less processed food. Raw meaning fresh fruits and vegetables, um, salads, homemade dressing without all the preservatives. Having a good diet will not only improve your waistline, but it'll also help you improve your skin and it'll help you become more radiant. And not just more radiant, more playful, more joyful, more happy, because I'm going to tell you something, ladies. Your cells love when you eat good. They do a happy dance when you eat well. They love fresh fruits and vegetables. They love broccoli and mangoes and pineapples and oranges and limes and romaine lettuce. Your cells love that stuff. You start eating like that, your cells literally do the happy dance. Like you just start dancing and your your body is just making you do that because it's so happy that you're eating that way. It's like it's been craving it. Okay, so if you're not used to eating that way consistently, then I highly suggest just doing a cleanse, maybe a three-day smoothie um, where you eat, drink smoothies and eat fresh for like three days just to do like a detox. When you get better at this, then you can do it for seven days. Um, when you get better at it, you can do it for two weeks. And then it becomes a lifestyle. Eating raw and clean for like two weeks will just automatically shed 15 pounds, just like that. Like the bloat and the heaviness and the puffiness, you'll just see just go away because salt and sugar um, makes you bloated, adds to your body. So when you eat raw and clean, you just lose all the puffiness and all the bloat and you just basically shrink. And your workouts would be just so much better and lighter and easier. Okay? So next is fitness. Your workouts. There's lots of, I believe our society, our American society covers a lot of, uh, makes a big deal about fitness. We see this everywhere. I mean, we talk about fitness all the time. So I'm, I'm just trying to have to go too long about exercising, but find one you enjoy, find one that you can stick to. I'm a huge fan of kickboxing. It's a great way for me to relieve stress. I have 16 pound bright green boxing gloves. I love boxing. I love the whole, I love it. It's just like perfect for my personality. But I also take a sensual dance class as well because I'm working different parts of my body. Um, when I do a sensual dance class, I'm on the floor, I'm stretching, I'm feeling sexy, I'm moving. So kickboxing and sensual dance is just a great combination for me overall. So I highly suggest finding a workout that you love. A great app that I recommend is Nike Plus Training Club and Nike Running. Nike, in that app, you'll, there are over 180 workouts from almost 
15 minutes if you're not used to working out, doing like 15 minutes a day. Um, 15 minutes a day or 15 minutes every other day. Then you could do it for 30 minutes. I was talking to my brother who played college football and I was asking him, how do I like organize a regimen, a workout? He said, just do something every day. If one day you do 45 minutes, great. Another day you do 15 minutes, great. If you work on abs another day and that's all you do, great. But do something every day. And I like that advice. Do something, something. Move your body, just do something. Even if it's yoga, to stretch, but just do something. Be active daily. Daily. Be active, move your body daily. So I really like that advice. It's simple and it's something that I can do. I can do something daily. And I just know that compounded over time, you know, you're just gonna see exponential results because you're doing something to move your body daily. Don't forget to stretch, don't forget to drink water, which goes back to diet. Lots of water, lots and lots and lots of water to keep your system flushed. And the next thing is weight. Weight is the last thing. I think I, yeah, that's all eight. Weight is the last thing, your weight. Your weight is important. Your weight will help you, if you're able to keep your weight down, ladies. Um, not saying that men aren't attracted to overweight men, I mean overweight women or women who are overweight, but you'll be just become more magnetic and more attractive and more desirable if you maintain the ideal weight for your height and your body type. Um, so just be mindful of that. Men really do like smaller women. They want to know sexually, I know this is gonna sound crazy, but they wanna be able to pick you up, fling you around, throw you on the bed, Turn you into a pretzel, you know, all that stuff you fantasize about doing. And that's much easier to do if you are a good weight size. And so if you are not setting goals, first of all, set a goal for your ideal weight and implore your fitness and diet routine consistently with discipline and that'll help you get your weight down right if you are overweight don't be discouraged take time know that it takes time but if you devote attention to the five major categories like I talked about your hair your makeup your skincare your clothes your grooming and you feel good about yourself because you are devoting time to yourself, you're going to improve your weight because you're going to be feeling good about you. And when you feel good about you, you're going to want to exercise because exercising helps you to feel good. Exercising helps you to feel great because it releases all sorts of endorphins. I actually suggest exercising first thing in the morning if you can help it because you're just going to feel great. You're just going to feel wonderful. 
You can devote an hour and give fitness an hour of your time. That's self-care is part of your nine to five, is an hour. Okay? So your weight will come off because you're giving attention to all seven areas of your life. You're, you're, you're practicing a huge amount of self-love. Normally we hold a lot of weight due to some emotional baggage that you just honestly need to let go. So when you practice self-love, you're also releasing unnecessary baggage, which causes the weight to come off. <clears throat> so ladies and gents, if there's a guy listening, these are eight major categories. And now you can see why self-care really can be your nine to five job. Now when you get off work, which is you get off your day of loving you, then you can go to a networking event, go spend time with family, go see friends, uh, create something for your business, share what you have learned and done for the day with others, give back, volunteer, um, cook, spend time with your boyfriend, all that. You could do spend the rest of your day with your loved ones or working on, a, on, on your passion project or other things because you've given a huge part of your day to loving you. So now you can go love your neighbor as you love yourself. And you can spend the remaining eight hours, let me see, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. No, we don't need eight hours, but you can spend the remaining four hours loving your neighbor and giving them love, just like you spent eight hours loving you. And this is what's so amazing, what's so valuable about making your self-care, making self-care your nine-to-five job. Self-care, honestly, I mean, as I'm um, talking about this, this is dawning on me as well that I can make, I need to make self-care out of my job. I love to sleep in, but if my butt can just get up early and do this for me, even better. Now, I'm not a mom, I don't have kids, so more than likely this is why I can do this. But you know what moms, you may not need to make this a full-time job, your self-care, but you can make it a part-time job. Totally can. Make it a part-time job. Make loving you part-time if you have a baby dependent on you. You can't make everybody else a priority and not create any loving time and attention for you. Because what kind of mom would you be if that were to happen? You'd be grumpy and grouchy and tired. That's no fun. Nobody wants mom like that. If mom's not happy, nobody else is going to be happy. So moms, even though you may not be able to give yourself care full-time, a full-time um, job, definitely give it a part. Give, it, give yourself this part-time job. I love you. Okay. And you all, I am done with my hair. I've got one more minute left. It has taken me a full hour to curl this.
this is Io, and thank you for tuning in to my podcast, Women, Worth, and Wealth. Um, I'm Io Fashola, style coach, feminine leadership consultant, and the founder of The Sensuous Siren.com. What's The Sensuous Siren? The Sensuous Siren is an educational platform for the aspiring feminine high-value woman who wants to create a lucrative career and a luscious love life. You really can have it all. In today's uh, recording, in today's podcast, I am going to be sharing with you the six inner qualities of a beautiful woman. In our social media era, we're caught up right now on the superficial. (laughs) We see a lot of images on Instagram, on Facebook, and these images are beautiful. Women are spending time learning about how to do their makeup. They are spending time and money, energy and effort on their hair and growing out their hair or making their hair more beautiful. Women do clothing overhauls where they show you what they purchase at the stores and they may even try some of the stuff on so you can see how it looks on them. Um, so I think it's wonderful that we have a beauty culture and this beauty culture is growing. Um, I remember several years ago in 2006, I started my whole journey doing makeup and that evolved into me selling makeup and doing makeup for brides. (laughs) And a lot of brides would tell me, oh, don't make it, don't do too much. I don't wear a lot of makeup. And so I heard this over and over and over again, and I had to use a really light hand when I would do women's makeup. Now, fast forward 10, 11, 12 years later, man, these faces are beat. You hear what I'm saying? Women are baking their faces. They're strobolighting their faces. They are using all kinds of colors on their eyes. They're wearing eyelashes. They're using all kind of lip colors. So it's amazing to see the beauty culture grow. Same thing with the natural hair thing. I started my natural hair journey in 2001. Fast forward 17, 18 years later. I mean, it's it'd be weird to come across a black woman who hasn't gone natural at least once. So there's a lot of emphasis on how we look which I think is great but there's a missing piece as well and we can't talk about outer beauty unless um, without talking about inner beauty inner beauty is so important because really if a woman is beautiful on the inside all the stuff on the outside is really just icing on the cake there's a lot of focus on the cake, on the icing of the cake, and there's not enough focus on the cake. So in this uh, recording, in this podcast, I'm going to share with you six qualities 
that make up a beautiful woman. I have a blog post about this, and so you can read that as well. But I'll be using this recording to talk about what's on the blog post. So, uh, genuine beauty is a combination of both inner and outer beauty. And these qualities are what creates the impression of a lovely person. Okay? First quality is to be good. Be good. Be a good person. What does that mean? Be good to yourself. Um, Work on putting yourself first and making yourself a priority in life. Don't put everybody else's needs before your own. And this is really, really hard because as women, we're taught to put everyone else's needs before our own needs. But it's always better to give from a cup that is full versus a cup that is empty. Um, When you give from a cup that is full, even from a cup that is overflowing, you still have enough for you. And this really boils down to taking personal responsibility for your life and your affairs. It's making sure that you are good and you are taking what you need um, first. It's up to you to make sure that you have what you need and what you want. Get in the best physical shape, eat well, pay attention to your emotional health. This is your responsibility. Nobody's going to make sure you're good but you. So since nobody's going to make sure you're good but you, you need to make sure you're good first. The next thing is to be good to others. This is about taking social responsibility. We have a responsibility, a moral responsibility to the people around us. Um and to those who are coming behind us as we do to ourselves. What can you give back? What causes can you support? Where can you put your time and energy so that you can make a significant difference in the lives of others? Who are you here to serve? And can you create a platform that allows you to do that? So it's not enough to just be beautiful and to have great hair and great makeup. You gotta take care of you. And once you've done that, then you can take care of others and put, uh, you know, be good to others. Next is to be cheerful. (laughs) Start your day off with a smile. This is, you know, um, something that's really, really important and that makes a woman really, really lovely. A lot of women can have the makeup done and everything, but still walking around, still walk around with a bitch resting face. What is that? Hmm. Right? Lashes is on fleek. Hair is all done. But they look like, don't you dare come talk to me. That's what their face is saying. Um, So start your day off with a smile. Smile at the first person you see every morning. When you look in the mirror, smile at you. You're worthy of a smile. Are you happy to see you? Right? Um, And then smile at the people. Whether you're stopping at the gas station, at the grocery store, at work. Smile. 
Work to make eye contact and smile at every person you meet. I don't know about you, but when I smile, it makes me feel good. When I feel good, it's easier for me to radiate this positive energy out into the world and bless others. Stay in good spirits for as long as you can and as best as you can. Don't let the challenges of life get you down. No matter how worrisome or bad it may seem, it's only temporary. If you know you have a habit of thinking negative thoughts, then get a hobby. Do something that makes you happy. It could be knitting, it could be drawing, it could be writing, it could be designing, it could be creating. What puts you in a good mood? What gets your spirits up? Because when you feel good and when you're happy, you're going to be cheerful. Again, no one is responsible for this part of your life but you. This is the reason why this is the inner qualities of a beautiful woman. you got to cultivate it. Next, be tender. This is about having empathy and compassion toward yourself and others. Look, we're all trying to figure this thing out, this, this thing called life out. No one comes into the world having this stuff all figured out. Okay, And it doesn't matter how many books you read, how many CDs you listen to, how many podcasts you play, you're still going to have to put this stuff into practice. And when you practice, you're not going to be great right off the bat. And we're all going through this. So there's no need to be hard on others. And let's not be too hard on ourselves. Things always work themselves out in the end. I tend to, you know, get hard on myself when things aren't going my way. And I'm learning to, again, have more compassion and empathy, even towards me. Tender means handle with care. Have you ever touched a silk and cashmere sweater? Mm -hmm. Do you know how good it feels and how soft it feels? And it just feels so good, right? And you have to be delicate with that type of fabric. You can't be too rough with it. Well, treat yourself like a silken cashmere sweater. You know, you've got to do that with you. The same way you would do with the newborn. You know, be tender with yourself. You know, treat yourself with love and care and gentleness. If you don't treat yourself that way, it's going to be really hard for you to treat others that way as well. Number four, be refined. Okay, so I'll give you a scenario. Um, do you know what happens when you put an iron in the fire? You know, you normally an iron is like this black, you know, hard piece of steel. It's iron. It's an iron. Not the iron you iron clothes with, but an iron. I'm sure it's very rare that you come across iron, but a piece of steel, basically. Well, when you put this iron, a piece of steel, in the fire, it gets really, really hot. And when it gets hot, it becomes malleable and you can bend it and then it starts to smooth out. And then you can shape it into what you want it to be. It could be a beautiful piece of sculpture. But before then, it's just a block of steel. Once you've put an iron to the fire and shape it, like I said, it will look like a refined piece of sculpture. 
What does this have to do with being refined? Well, you need to put to the fire the qualities that are in your way. Burn them. I mean, I don't even burn them, but put them, you know, put them to the fire, right? Let go of anger, envy, fear, jealousy, cynicism, malice, revenge, cruelty, hate, pessimism, impatience, resentment, fury, suspicion, let it all go. Put that stuff to the fire, right? Once you do that, what ends up happening, what ends up coming forth is this beautiful person, this beautiful, refined piece of sculpture, because you don't even entertain those type of things. And when they do come up, You put it to the fire, you burn it, you get rid of it. Refuse to let your mind dwell on unpleasant thoughts or bitter ideas. Your inner will always show on the outer. If you're feeling ugly and negative on the inside, it will show on the outer. You'll be this block of steel. But if you're beautiful on the inside, you'll be this nice, refined piece of sculpture. Be kind. This is something I think that we need a whole lot more in the world. It doesn't cost you anything to be kind. It doesn't. Maybe I'm assuming that a lot of people don't know how to be kind. They're so concerned about being taken advantage of that they're like, well, I'm going to get you before you get me. You know, that's kind of going back to my previous point that that's a person that's not refined. That's a person with almost like a caveman mentality. I'm going to get you before you get me. No, we live in a civilized society. There's no reason to be that way. You can be kind. So if you don't know how to be kind, here's a tip for you. Search for the good qualities in everyone you meet. Show your appreciation for them. When you meet someone, find something appreciative to say that will cheer, coddle, or flatter them. But make sure you're you're sincere in your praise. Find out what these good qualities are and let the person know that you appreciate the best side of him or her. Now, this isn't always easy to do. Because you have to get outside of yourself and put your own personal agenda to the side to see what makes this person special. And I think this is the reason why kindness is so difficult. Everyone has their own agenda about what they're trying to get and what they want to receive and what they want to get from another person. But if you can put your own personal agenda to the side and search for the good qualities in that person we all have good qualities all of us do all of us have something in us worth appreciating but it takes a person really seeing you to be able to recognize it and then acknowledge it in you so i want to challenge you today to find um to be kind i want to challenge you today to find one person that you have 
supposedly negative feelings about. It could be an ex, it could be a parent, a cousin, a a boyfriend, somebody. I want to challenge you to find, to search for a good quality in that person. Search for it. This requires you listening and hearing and you got to look, okay? Um, Because when you do find that good quality in that person, kindness is actually letting them know, okay? Number six, be proud. This is another um, quality of a beautiful person. She has pride in herself. This is about having a healthy level of self-respect. You know, my father used to tell, say to me growing up all the time, the way you carry yourself is the way other people will carry you. You know, my family's Nigerian, so I got to throw the accent in there. But if you, my father used to say that the way you carry yourself is the way others will carry you. If you treat yourself with respect, if you respect yourself, others will have no choice but to respect you. Right? So... If you carry yourself with pride and respect, you'll attract respect. So carry yourself like a lady. Become a high-value woman. Learn, study, and do the work to become a high-value woman. Study women who have what you want and learn from them. You want to learn to emphasize your femininity in a way that highlights your lovely character. You got to be proud to be a woman. You got to carry yourself like it. You have to wear it. You know, a lot of women are walking around with this masculine energy and they've got their suits and they and they go to events in black and they can do business like a man. But that doesn't show that you are proud to be a woman. There's power in being a woman as well. But you got to show it. You got to, you know, you got to highlight it. Um, and let others know that being a woman is worthy of respect just as much as being a man is worthy of respect. So those are the six inner qualities of a beautiful woman. Now you have my secrets to true, genuine beauty. Becoming a beautiful woman is hard work. I mean, there are no shortcuts and there are no beauty products to replace the work. That's, I mean, that's why we as a society focus on outer beauty because it's so easy, it's so fleeting, it's superficial, it's fast. But the real work is cultivating these six qualities. And you know what? When you do the work, hard work does pay off. The hard work you put into the business called you will yield results. Being a beautiful woman isn't something you can turn off or on. You're either beautiful, working to be beautiful, or you aren't. Their character will tell the type of woman you are. So every woman is at a different stage in her journey, but while forever young isn't realistic, having a beautiful spirit is always within reach. So stay beautiful. I hope you enjoyed my podcast today. And, um, you know, comment, let me know what you think. And if you love for me to make more of these then let me know. I will definitely will do more of these if I see that this is something you all enjoy. And until we meet again, you be beautiful. Make it a great day. Bye-bye.